I'm Amelia and I'm five years old. Hi, I'm Joshe and I'm seven years old. Hey, this is Mommy. What's up, everyone? I'm Daddy. And you're listening to It's Movie Night. And this week we watched Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Warner Brothers Pictures put out this live-action adaptation in 2001. It's rated PG and has a runtime of 2 hours and 32 minutes. Some other kid-friendly movies Warner Brothers put out around that time were Osmosis Jones and Scooby-Doo. This movie's about a boy named Harry who lives with his mean aunt, uncle, and cousin. After receiving numerous letters of acceptance, he makes his way to Hogwarts, a school of witchcraft and wizardry, where he makes new friends who help him uncover a dark past that will follow him for the next seven years. Some familiar faces and voices in this movie, Harry is played by Daniel Radcliffe. He is Walter in Now You See Me Too and Abigail Fairfax from The Lost City. After spending most of his life as a childhood actor in Harry Potter, there's not a lot of kid movies to choose from for him. Hermione is played by Emma Watson. She is Princess P in The Tale of Despero, Belle in the live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast, and Meg March in the remake of Little Women. Ron, who is played by Rupert Grint, is not in anything else kid-friendly, but parents, you might know him as Redmond from Knock at the Cabin. Rubius Hagrid is played by the late and great Robbie Coltrane. He is Mr. Hyde in Van Helsing, Gregory from The Tale of Despero, lead elf in Arthur Christmas, and he's the voice of Lord Dingwall in Brave. Severus Snape is played by the late Alan Rickman. He is Hans Gruber in Die Hard, which I believe we're going to be covering around Christmas time. He's Alexander Dane from Galaxy Quest and the Blue Caterpillar from the live-action Alice in Wonderland. The director of this movie is Chris Columbus, not to be confused by the 1942 Explorer. <laughs> Sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> yes. He directed Home Alone 1 and 2 Lost in New York. He directed Mrs. Doubtfire, Rent, and Pixels, to name a few. That's a good lineup. That is a very good lineup. <laughs> Zosha, why don't you start us off? Did you learn anything from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? I learned that sometimes you need to sacrifice what you want to get a bigger reward. That's a very good lesson to have learned, Zosha, because in our house we have sweets time every night. And sometimes we have sweets time and we'll say to you guys, hey, you know what? It's too late. You could either have a little sweet now or tomorrow we'll give you guys a bigger sweet. Like or cupcake. we'll go out. Yeah, yeah, or we'll go out or something. So I think that that is a very good lesson to have learned because you experience it all the time. On a kid level, but yeah, even adults, we know that sometimes you got to give up something right now for a greater reward later. Yeah. Amelia, my love, did you learn anything? I don't, they shouldn't go out at night. It's dangerous. They shouldn't go out at night. They have more than enough warnings that there are things out in the forbidden forest and things lurking on the grounds that can't wait to snatch some kids up. So yeah, probably should have stayed inside. It's crazy that some of their rules are don't go out at night and don't go out into the Forbidden Forest and then they get detention and the detention is to go out at night into the Forbidden Forest. Yep, I said this as soon as the scene came. I was like, oh, so your punishment for going out at night into the dark is to go out at night into the dark? <laughs> yeah, Question exa mark? exactly. Super <laughs> weird. Mommy, what's the lesson that you learned? I learned not to judge a book by its cover. This happens with a lot of different characters in this movie. I'm going to avoid one of the biggest ones for spoiler reasons, but let's take Ron, for example. Ron is super scared of a lot of things, and he's very timid, but when it comes down to it and his friends needed help, Ron was willing to sacrifice himself and push up some bravery. And, you know, it just goes to show. 
Don't judge a book by its cover. Daddy, what did you learn? I learned that you need to be strong and stand up against your friends as well. So there's a scene in this movie where Neville has to stand up to Harry, Hermione, and Ron. And it's something that he doesn't want to do, but he's like, I will stop you guys if I need to. Ultimately, he is put into his place and he's kind of... He's thwarted by Hermione. (laughs) He is because he's not as smart as Hermione, but he was so brave to stand up to his friends and that's a good thing to have because that's something that i falter from as well like we have family members that need to be told certain things like hey you shouldn't do this but we're kind of afraid to tell them because we're afraid it will hurt their feelings so neville is stronger than i am way to go neville it is and i think that's a good thing for all kids to take from this movie because if anybody at school you know is doing something they're not supposed to don't be afraid to stand up and say hey we shouldn't be doing that right now (laughs) absolutely So on Harry's 11th birthday, he gets a letter from Hogwarts to join their school. But this isn't a school that is just down the block. This is a school that you got to take a train to get there. And it's it's a distance away. How would you girls feel about being sent off to school alone without us at 11 years old? No, I would not like to leave you guys. Even if you got to learn magic, yeah, you wouldn't want to leave us? No. All right. Um, Zosha, what about you? I don't want to leave you guys either. Oh, so we must be doing something right if our kids don't want to leave us. <laughs> would you have left, Daddy? Um, I don't even like going out of town for work, so I definitely wouldn't want to leave. However, if I was in Harry's position with living with his mean aunt, uncle, and cousin, I would have had my bags packed so fast, ready to go, ready to learn some magic and make new friends. How about you, Mommy? I agree. For for anybody who comes from a background like Harry Potter, oh yeah, you're you're taking that letter and running. Me, um, I don't think I would have wanted to go at eleven, but I think once I got to about eighth grade, I would have been like, all right, let's go learn some magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by that time, I think I would be confident enough to be by myself. But at in fifth grade, absolutely not. There was a lot of people in this movie. Daddy, who is your favorite character? Amelia, I believe we have the same character. It's Hermione, right? Yes. Why do you like Hermione? Because she helps teach the boys, and she's smart. She is super smart. I like the scene where Snape is asking Harry the questions, and Hermione's sitting right next to him, and she's darting up her hand every time Snape asks a question, because she knows the answers, so she's always the smartest one in the room. I particularly like the scene where she's talking to Harry and Ron and she says, I'm going to bed before either of you come up with another clever idea to get us killed or worse, expelled. It's just so funny. She's overdramatic sometimes. How about you, Mommy? Who is your favorite character? For this particular film, I'm going to go Rubius Hagrid. I just love how much of a big teddy bear that he is. You could tell that he cares about all of these kids that come into this school. He is so loyal to Dumbledore. He's like, this is the greatest headmaster that this school has ever seen. Mm. And I love the part when he pretty much comes to Harry's aid to personally deliver a letter that he just couldn't get a hold of and changed his world to tell him the truth. And even though he was like, I shouldn't really be telling you all this stuff, Someone has to, because obviously his aunt and uncle neglected to tell him everything about his life. So I, I really appreciate Hagrid. He is a good parental figure in this movie. Zosha, what about you? Who is your favorite character? I like Harry because he's a good friend and he's brave like me. 
Yeah, you are brave, Zosha, because you used to not like the monkey bars. You were terrified. I'm not sure what. Maybe you thought there were like alligators that were going to get your feet. That's usually how I approach monkey bars, that if I fall, I'm going to get eaten. But now you're actually trying the monkey bars and you're pretty good at it. So you are brave. So this movie is the stuff dreams are made of, people. There is an invisibility cloak, brooms to fly, carrier owls, wands to recite spells, the sorcerer's stone, which gives eternal life, and so much more. So I want to know, what object would you want to have from this movie? Zosha. The invisibility cloak. Ooh, why would you want the cloak? So I can be really good at hide and seek. You, you'd be the best at hide and seek. Yep, no one would ever find you. I would use it for pranks. I'd go up behind people and be like, psst, hey, behind you. And they'd look behind them and they would see nothing. I would love it. Daddy, what do you want? I would want a broom to fly on. And I don't have much beyond the answer of I would just want to be able to fly and get places because I can't carry anything. There's no storage boxes no, on brooms no or anything. But I would love to have a broom to fly on. How about you, Amelia? What would you want from this movie? Uh, Ooh, why would you want an owl? So they can carry my letters to Lainey for me. Aw, that's super cute. They'd get there faster, too, I'm sure, than the USPS. <laughs> yeah, how about you, Mommy? What magical thing would you want from this movie? I'm going to Ollivander's for a wand. That is for sure. I would want to be chosen. I want to go through that whole process. And oh, it would be magical. No pun intended. Amelia, what scene was your favorite? I like when Hagrid gave the mean boy a pigtail. Yes, this is such a funny scene. Hagrid punishes Dudley for doing what, yeah? For eating Harry's cake. Yes, he's eating Harry's birthday cake. How rude. Yeah, Hagrid made that all by himself. He was so proud of it. And Dudley's going to eat it? I don't think so. Mommy, what was your favorite? Daddy knows my favorite scene because I say it every year on Christmas. <laughs> so Ron and Harry are stuck at Hogwarts for break because Ron's family is visiting one of his brothers. And of course, Harry not going home. Um, so they come down and they find presents and they look at each other and they go, Happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. And it is wonderful. And Ron's mom knits them sweaters with their initial on the front of them. And I'm telling you, I need that. I need a sweater <laughs> with an S on the front. I know the wool is going to kill me, but I want it. Yes. Mommy does love that scene. I could back that up. She does say it every Christmas. <laughs> Zosha, what was your favorite part? I like the Quidditch match. Ooh, that's my favorite scene too. Do you remember what two houses are playing against each other? Gryffindor and Slytherin. Yes, the two biggest rivalries ever in that school. That's kind of like in Illinois here, where it's Chicago Cubs versus Chicago White Sox. Like, that's that's a big deal. For people who don't know, it's a sport that's played on broomsticks in the movie, and it's kind of like a mix between basketball and soccer, where you're kind of going back and forth, just trying to get the balls into the different hoops, and there's different size balls. And then there's one other person. What's their job, Zosha? To get the golden snitch. Yes, the snitch wins the game, right? Yep. Do you remember how many points they get? 150 points. That's right. So nobody could beat the 150 points, and that's a pretty cool thing. Would you play Quidditch, Soja? No. No? In my younger age, I think I would play Quidditch, but maybe when I get a broom one day that I could fly on, I'll play some Quidditch. Um, I have played Quidditch. Fun fact, this is actually a sport that is played a lot in like college and stuff like that. Ah. They set it up on the lawn. So obviously we're not flying, but you can get onto a broom and there are literally just teams of people playing Quidditch on the lawn of colleges. And I've done it and it's great. 
So the mirror of Erised, which is actually desire spelled backwards, shows the deepest, most desperate desire of our hearts. Zosha, do you remember what Harry saw when he looked into the mirror? His parents. His parents. So, Daddy, what do you think you would see when you look into the mirror? If I were to peer into the mirror, I would just see me as an old man. And I would have all of you next to me. And I would have grandkids and great-grandkids. And it would just be me happy. And maybe in Disney World. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe with some mouse ears on, you know. Yeah, maybe in front of Cinderella's castle, getting a picture taken. And there'd probably be a little tear in my eyes. But, uh, yeah, that would be my ultimate desire to just have happy family. Here's to hoping we make it to the 100th anniversary celebration, Maddie. Oh, I'm going to make it to the 100th anniversary. We're going in our carts together. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Zosha? What would you see when you look into the mirror? I would see Lainey Coulson and Rhett living by me. Oh, man, that's adorable. (laughs) That's a rough one. (laughs) (laughs) That is rough. We're all hitting it with the deep cuts today. How about you, Amelia? What would you see? I would see me with a kitten and Lainey. Oh, my gosh. Mommy, dare I ask, what would you see in this mirror? (laughs) So there's a common theme here because I know for a fact that Kelly would be in that mirror somewhere. Florida had to go and ruin everything. Um, But I also think I would see my brother. Maybe one day things will all fall into place. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So we're all hitting the sad notes. We're all hitting the sad notes. I mean, it's realistic, though. If it's your deepest, darkest desires, it's not going to be like, man, I want a chicken sandwich today. Like, no, we're going for the deep cuts. (laughs) Maybe I'll have a chicken sandwich on my hand, too. (laughs) So my introduction to Harry Potter was when I was in fifth grade. I was maybe nine or ten. And a few years later, I saw the movie when it came out on home video, and I really enjoyed it. Then I eventually read just a few of the books. How about you, Mommy? What was your introduction to Harry Potter? So my introduction was at the Scholastic Book Fair. What's up? In first or second grade at school. Um, We walked in and they had the poster boards for everything. And this was before the movie came out. And yeah, I picked up Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And that's when I read it for the first time. And how about the movie? Do you remember, did you see the movie when it first came out? Yes, I did see the movie in theaters. That is one because oh, cool. I had read the books. My parents did take me to see that. And it was just amazing to see that on the big screen. Like if they ever do a re-release of this movie, you bet all four of us are going to go see that. Would you like to see it in 3D? I feel like this would be cool in 3D. 3D would be cool. But the only thing I would be concerned about is the special effects transforming to today's modern screens. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. So some positives for this movie, it's almost three hours long, but the pacing is great. There's always something fun, exciting, or interesting that's happening on the screen. The characters are a blast. It seems like they had a niche to every personality for the audiences to cling on to. And then the score by John Williams is just beautiful. And the sets are outstanding. The Great Hall, Diagon Alley, and the life-size wizard chess scene is just awesome looking. Some negatives. While it makes sense to push the story forward and show the bravery of these kids, they should have listened to their elders and stayed in the school at nighttime, not wandered into the restricted areas of the school, and they also shouldn't take advantage of Hagrid multiple times to get information that helps them. And like Mommy had said, the CGI in some of the animated scenes are just really wonky at times, and it just kind of brings it down a little bit. But that was also the best of its time. As for an age recommendation, you can show kids as young as you'd like. However, I wouldn't recommend this to kids under 5. Like I had said, the pacing is great, but I think the younger ones won't grasp the content as well, so 5 and up is my answer. 
would agree with that. So some parental guidance. Language is mild with some British slang and name-calling. Harry is verbally abused by his family a few times. Violence-wise, it is also mild. Harry's uncle, aunt, and cousin are very abusive. They push Harry, grab his hair, and frequently lock him in the cupboard under the stairs. Early on at Hogwarts, Neville falls from a broomstick and breaks his wrist. The Quidditch match gets a bit physical with a couple falls from the brooms and the players nudging into each other, but not too shabby. Scary-wise, there are quite a few scenes that could be scary. The troll going after Hermione, I know one that got Zosha for sure was when they went into the dark forest for detention and we see a hooded figure lurking in the shadows and then that figure goes on to be shown drinking unicorn blood. Definitely a little uh, intense (laughs) for the smaller audience. Fluffy the three-headed dog could get some younger children as well. And the last 30 minutes are more anxiety-filled than frightening, in my opinion. Grown-up stuff. The discussion of Harry's parents' death and his mother's sacrifice of love will be hard for kids to understand. We had to pause it and and double-check to make sure that our girls understood what was happening in that scene when Hagrid was explaining everything to Harry. It's a very grown-up problem for a child to have, along with dealing with abuse. Cry Factor. I think this movie can be emotional, but nothing quite shed a tear. So Rotten Tomato critics have this movie certified fresh at 81%, which is a thumbs up, and the audiences have it at an 82%. Let's see how it holds up in our house. Zosha, do you give Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone a thumbs up, a thumbs middle, or a thumbs down? Three thumbs up. Three thumbs up. Oh my gosh. Amelia, what do you give this movie? A 100 thumbs up. A 100 thumbs up. Okay. Mommy, what do you give this movie? I'd go a 100 thumbs up as well. Whoa. I love I love this movie. It is a classic introduction to the Harry Potter franchise. It is magical. Like you said, the pacing is great. And it's just something that's for all ages. How about you, Daddy? I'm going to go with everybody else. This is a thumbs up movie. This movie still holds up. I don't remember everything about the book, but I do remember being like, oh, wow, this is a good adaptation of a book. Obviously, the books are always better, but this is a good adaptation. It is, especially when these books, if you have ever actually physically looked at one of these books, they are thick. They are big volumes. There is so much detail in them. And unless we're looking to be in our seats for four plus hours, you can't possibly fit everything onto screen. So they did a great job with that. Agreed. Girls, would you like to watch seven more Harry Potter movies? Yes. Yes. Awesome, because there are seven more. How about a show? Would you want to see a show? Yes. No. All right, well, too bad, Zosha, because Warner Brothers is in the middle of making a show, and each season is going to be each year. I'm actually looking forward to this. The casting is going to be the hardest part, but I'm looking forward to getting more story and better adaptations of the book. Yeah, I think they'll dive a little bit deeper with those. Going along with that, would you girls want to live out Harry Potter and actually go shopping in Diagon Alley? No. No. I would. I would say, y'all crazy. (laughs) Um, So for those of you who don't know, if you go to Universal Studios, Orlando, or in California, they do have a Harry Potter section of the park, and it is amazing. Um, It's been quite some time since I've been there. I'm the only one in the house who has visited so far, but... You are just completely immersed. You feel like you're in the alley. You can go to Ollivander's and pick out a wand. You can go inside Hogwarts Castle and see some Dementors, and it is just amazing. They have rides. They have food. You can go into the Leaky Cauldron. You can get a butterbeer. If you're a Harry Potter fan, this is a must-do bucket list item for you in your lifetime. And if any of you would like to add Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone to your movie night list, it is currently streaming on Max and Fubo, or available across platforms. 
And after watching, let us know if you give it thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. And when you want to let us know what you think about the movie, please find us on social media. We like to post pictures of us on our movie nights, letting you know what snacks and sweets we're eating. We post a dad joke as well as a sneak peek clip theme to the episode coming out that week. It's a fun place to hang out. Our Facebook is It's Movie Night, and our Instagram is It's Movie Night Pod. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another movie night. Bye. Bye.